in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Ntepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntepo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Holy Mahatere Moseshe Tendese Rabilindo Sipa Londo Siba Lakere Moseye Apalamanto Kopikere Moshibalama Tendese Radere Moshindere Mosele Apalimondimo Oto Simpintare Monde Pray in the Holy Ghost, somebody. Atere mo saite. Ronduri bo hoko bikili mo hoko pintali masande. Asha babo kapende. Satiri mondi mahaya. Aponto kipetese. Rondo mo shibeli mo Lift up your hands and pray. Ask the Lord to speak to you. some time ago I think the average evangelical pastor was praying like 15 minutes or something many pastors don't pray but prayer gives birth to a large church yeah and Jesus had a habit of going away to Gethsemane to go and pray amen and a pastor must have the habit of going away to go and pray. 
and wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. What do you think? Is that a good policy? Luke chapter 22 39 to 46 But you can just look at 39 And he came out And went as was wont To the Mount of Olives And his disciples also followed him Verse 40 And when he was at the place he said unto him, Pray that he enter not into temptation. Continue. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thy be willing, Remove this stuff from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. But look at verse 39 again. And he came out and went as he was wounded. Give me an idea. Jesus went out as usual. To the Mount of Olives. And as usual. Are you seeing that? Message Bible. Living there. He went. As he so often did. A pastor must have a place. Where he so often goes to pray. Yes. The pastor that God has used to build the largest church in the world, Dr. David Yongucho, he said that there are four things that are needed for church growth. Number one is a good message. Number two is good administration. Number three is a good cell system. And number four is prayer. So they asked him, out of the four, if you have to drop one, which one would you drop? He said, I will drop good administration. I'll be left with good message, good cell system, and prayer. So they said, out of these three, if you have to drop one, which one will you drop? Amen? He said, I will drop the cell system. I'll be left with a good message and prayer. Then they said, out of the two, if you have to drop, which one will you drop? He said, I will drop a good message and I'll be left of prayer. Amen. Yes. Yes. Now, Jesus 
had a mega church. How many of you know that? Did Jesus have a mega church? Yeah. When he went to the wilderness, they followed him. A lot of people. Yeah. One day he was there. And the people were just hungry. And Peter and the rest, they were there. Shepherds, church workers, ashes. So they came to tell that, look, the way that thing is, if they don't get food for the people, the people when they go, they don't come and eat. They said, feed them. And right there in the desert, he fed 5,000 people without counting the men and the women. How many of you know that there are more women in the church than men? So if the men were 5,000, the women would be about 7,000. And then one of, out of three women will have a child. They're talking about 15,000 people. He fed all of them. In the desert of his church. Yeah. Now, Jesus, listen to this. Jesus built a mega church, not because he was God. Jesus ministered on earth as a man. He was a man. Yes. That is why when he came for 30 years, he didn't do anything until the helper, the Holy Spirit, came. The Bible said when he himself began to be about 30 years, he went for baptism. And he received the Holy Spirit. It was from that point that he started preaching, teaching, healing, and moving. But for 30 years he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. Look at Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. And he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? It's not this the carpenter. It's not this the carpenter. <laughs> the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon, and, and are not his sisters here with us. They knew his mother, his father, his brothers, his sisters. As a carpenter. Only that Jesus was a truthful carpenter. This is a carpenter, sir. Okay, I'm going to be ready next week. Master, next week. What is your mommy? Next week. Next week is there three months. All carpenters here have to be like Jesus. Jesus, your catch yourself in two days. I said, two days. Amen. He was a carpenter. Look at Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being 
in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he was a man. He was a man. Yes. One time on the sea, when the storms and the winds were blowing, and they went to call him, he was asleep. But Dahata, Ohunkom. never slept nor slumbered. Jesus was sleeping. That was a man. I like so. <laughs> that was a man. One day clock was written to John chapter 4. Was written to I'm sure there were times that as they were moving, preaching. Because no one am in room. So sometimes the Jesus will say, ah, Guys, me ba, me ba five minutes. Me ba. Now go in room. Be 15 minutes. Now what will Peter? I will go in this year. Jesus, Jesus, challenge. Jesus, but Peter said, "What? When are you doing, Miriam?" He was a man. Do you understand that? Yeah. So he built a mega church because he asked for help, just as every one of us. Ask for help through prayer. Jesus prayed all the time. Jesus prayed all the time to God. A pastor must pray all the time. Yes. A pastor must pray all the time. Gethsemane teaches us that the turning points for your life and ministry are determined in the private and personal times you have with God. Hallelujah. Number two, Gethsemane shows us the greatest example of waiting on the Lord. Number three, Gethsemane teaches us that you must have a place you go to often to wait on the Lord. Jesus did all this. The turning point of Jesus' 
ministry came when he went to wait upon the Lord. Look at Matthew chapter 4. Matthew. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. You find the same scripture in Luke chapter 4. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights before he started his ministry. The victories that he was going to have, the turning point from an ordinary carpenter to an anointed man of God who was going to build a mega church, started with prayer. And it continued with him learning to wait upon the Lord. Having a place called Gethsemane where he went there so often to pray. You must have Gethsemane. Yeah. A place that you go from time to time. From time to time. To wait on the Lord. To cry unto the Lord. To seek the face of the Lord. Yeah. All throughout the scripture you see Jesus praying. He didn't pray only here. Look at Matthew chapter 14. And verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away. He went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. This is why he fed the 5,000. And when he sent all the people away, can you imagine? He had been ministering for hours. After that, fed the people. After that, sent them away. But this one will come. Jesus, oh, thank you. God bless you. See you another time. Sent all of them away. By that time he should be exhausted. By that time he should find some place to go and rest. But what did he do? He went to the mountain alone to pray. Yeah. Pastors, when we have conventions, conferences, revivals, when we finish, what do we do? We take a chair and we sit down in front of the church. People will come. Oh, so for Nepal, in fact. No, I'm bored. If I'm at table, you have to talk to your table. Say, Jesus, after a powerful time of ministry, he went to pray. He went to pray. It was from here. Listen, it was from here that Jesus. If you read the scriptures down, it was from here that Jesus went to walk on the sea. He went to walk on the sea. You don't walk on the sea after you are going to be eating wachi and fufu and watching kukumbwaja, you know, and all that. You walk on the sea after you have been in the presence of the Lord. The impossible becomes possible after you have spent time in the presence of the Lord. The impossible, and listen, and listen, building a mega church is almost impossible. But church growth, I cannot see your hand. Church growth, church growth, 
it is possible. Yeah. The impossible can become possible after you have waited upon the Lord. If you like, try to go and walk on water. Yeah. Yeah. Some Korean Christian girls, they read this scripture and they said that by faith, they believe that they can do it. They went into this, they all drowned. They all drowned. But, but you see, listen, listen. What I want you to understand is that Jesus ministered as a man. If you want to achieve the results that Jesus achieved, you have to do what he did. And one of the things that he did was that he had a place called Gethsemane. Every pastor who wants to build a mega church, you must have a place that you go from time to time. Yeah. You have to travel from Kumasi to maybe Kintampo, your friend's house, and go and be there. Three days, two days, one day, one week. Maybe you may have to rent a guest house, a hotel, something. But you must have a place that you go. Jesus went to Gethsemane, the Bible says that, as usual. As usual. As usual. If Jesus prayed often, then you and I must pray often. If Jesus went to, to wait upon God often, then you and I must go and wait upon God often. That's the whole thing. Church God is giving back to in prayer. For who has had such a thing before? Shall a nation be made to be brought forth in a day? But as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. She brought forth. Church God is in your spiritual womb. You have to bring it forth to traveling prayer. Amen. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35 to 37. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. This is Jesus. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, a pastor must wake up a great while before day to pray. 2 a.m. You should be up. 3 a.m. You should be up. And pray. That by that time, your wife is asleep, your children are asleep, the house is quiet. When you wake up at 5, you're up. You're up. With all their issues. School fees. Huh? Clothing, soap. This, 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 this. There's no peace. So wake up. So a pastor, listen. Every pastor who is interested in building a mega church must behave like an old man. Eight o'clock. 9 p.m. You go and sleep. You go and sleep. 
so that you can wake up at dawn. If you sleep at 11 p.m. midnight, you cannot wake up at 2, 3. You can't. You can't. But you know what you are doing. You know what you are doing. You know what you are doing. So that you can wake up to pray. You are not going to build a successful church if you don't have an effective prayer life. And many pastors don't have it. Many pastors don't have it. Jesus, the Son of God, who was the Son of Man on earth, every dawn he woke up to pray. Wow. So you must wake up every dawn to pray. And watch, the Bible says that he departed and went to a solitary place. So it is not enough to wake up. But why you go and pray is very important. Yeah. You have to go out to a solitary place. The only place you shouldn't be is your room. Let me give you some enemies of your prayer. Enemies of your prayer. Number one, your room. Number two, your wife or your spouse. Your spouse. Why sorry so the book pay? We don't punish. Now we are going to so. In the same room, we don't pay. Shikalamakteshetemande. <laughs> That you hear a voice. Uh, look, sorry now, call Prayer meeting there, you can have it anytime. You can pray at any time. Yes. Over here now, prayer, no one done the swell, but prayer. It's true. How, how many brothers agree? Is it true? Yeah. How many brothers have happened to you before? Yes. And then the voice says, Oh, prayer, you can pray at any time. You're sorry now. How I fulfill all righteousness. Enemies of prayer. Number three, your pillow. Your pillow. Yeah. What do you tell to pillow, sister Obompaye? Your bed. So you wake up and then the edge of your bed, you kneel down and then you put your pillow on it. And <laughs> now, open oh, Let me ask you a question. How many of you did that? Then as you were praying, 
you realize that one them kofordia na wudru kofordia na wadafu bi say ah yeah me who are chepa aya o ma me sai ya ko ko pe ampesie bi ni you know what has happened to you eh o beti wani na agbobe 9 pm enemies of prayer your room your spouse your pillow all these are enemies that is why when you wake up you are depart from your room and go to a solitary place the enemy is super is your spouse your spouse there's enemy number one amen jesus he went out He went to pray. Verse 36. Verse 36. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. Now watch this. The Bible said that Simon and the disciples asked Jesus was praying they followed after him and when they found the witness that they were looking for him they were looking for him in the ministry one of the reasons why a pastor don't pray is that a lot of people are looking for them a lot of people are looking for them there are a lot of activities good activities in the ministry that can prevent you from praying Yeah. Good activities. Your church members want to talk to you, appointment somewhere, you have to go and do this. It's all good. But what happens is that they prevent you from praying. That is why Jesus went to hide. And they were looking for him. When they found him, they said, "Oh man, seek for thee." He knew that all men were looking for him. but he left to go and do the first most important thing which is to pray to God to pray to God praying to God praying to God is the most important thing for a pastor is the most important thing it must go before every other thing they were looking for him they said all oh, men are looking for him, for you but he had gone to there are a lot of things in the ministry that you have to do every day but pray before your presence in the your your presence in the presence of the lord will be the power the strength the energy the anointing the revelation the wisdom that you need for all the things that you are going to do you walk and be led by the spirit yeah amen and when they had found him they said unto him all men seek for thee verse 38 and he said unto them let us go into the next towns that i may preach there also For therefore came I forth. Now it is time to go and preach. 
But before he went to preach, he had gone to hide to pray. Before he went to do ministry, he had gone to wait upon the Lord. That's what Gethsemane teaches us. We must go and wait upon the Lord. Yeah. You see, there is ministry. But the first part of ministry is to God. A pastor has two ministries. The first ministry is ministry to God. The second ministry is ministry to men. Yeah. You must always minister to God before you minister to men. You must always minister to God before you minister to men. Because your ministry to men is dependent on your ministry to God. When you minister to men without ministering to God, you most of the time walk in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the main jobs of a pastor is to pray. In Acts 6.4, Peter and the rest said, We must pray. We must pray. We must give ourselves to the ministry of the way and to prayer continually. That is our job. Yeah. There is ministry to the people which is serving tables. Distributing food. Adoring, funerals, counseling, praying for the people. But all that must wait until you have ministered to the Lord. Daily, 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 a pastor must pray three hours every day. No pastors, I tell my missionaries, pray seven hours every day. 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. Yeah. A pastor who wants to have a mega church must pray not less than seven hours every day. Seven hours. Master. Kusu. Yeah. What is grace? What is our grace? Seven hours. I tell our missionaries, if you are not praying seven hours, you are not doing the ministry. Because the ministry is prayer. It's prayer. I hear Bishop Doug saying, I pray more. I pray more than when I started. I pray more now than when I started. And I am asking in my mind, Bishop Dakwa Bells, dear dear being and I open. Three thousand churches in seventy six countries, sister bishops, two thousand pastors, church buildings everywhere, the largest crusades. You are still praying more. No, but by this time I would die. But you should see us to our 13 members. 13, 13 members. 2016 July. Now we're at 25. October. About 17. Last time we were 13 members. 
Omombai. Sorry, I want a num, 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 Bishop, that a man that God has used in an amazing way says, I pray more now. How many of you have heard him say that? I pray more now, now, than I have ever prayed. Hey, then what about you and I? Huh? If you are busy, three hours. Three hours. One hour is to drive out the demons. In your own life, marital demons, or these offenses, you know, all this anger. One hour, another one hour to confess all your sins. And now, we have one hour. Pornography in Kakaka. Huh? So it's not only one hour for the church. All your church members are backsliding, fornicating. You can't do three hours. No. Be there. Be there. Three hours. A pastor's work is to pray and to study the word of God. To catch revelation. Wisdom. Have visions, dreams, receive instructions from God to teach you what you must do. Yeah. Many of us, we don't have guidance. We just move. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God wants to. That's why the Holy Spirit is in our life. But we don't have. We are too busy. Some of the busiest people on earth are pastors. Listen, you can be preaching, but you don't, you don't have to be preaching. Yeah. Several years ago. Hey, what is happening here? Huh? Demons. It's a modern day pastor. I'm say demons. I'll say rain. Demons. Yeah, I'll say rain. Many years ago, a pastor invited me to preach at a convention in another town. And I wanted to go and wait upon the Lord. And it coincided. So I was struggling in my spirit. Anyway, something happened and I didn't go. Then I went to wait on the Lord. And the Lord told me, it is good you are here. It is good you are here. This is better than going to preach. Being here. Yes. Yes. So sometimes even going to preach, going to do a crusade, going to do this, is 
even a distraction. You have to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And pay the price of praying. Church growth and testimony. Prayer. Lay pastors. You are very busy. Go to work. You must force to pray two hours. A lay pastor. One hour in the morning and one hour at night or in the evening. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Otherwise, your lay ministry will not work. Don't work. A full time pastor who is busy. Eh? You should pray no less than three hours. A young pastor who is just coming up, or a pastor of a small church, you should pray no less than seven hours. I will reduce it seven. Look at what you say. I read the man in Tesokaka. Seven hours. Be there. Be in the room. Yes. And it needs discipline. Yeah. Because we shall say so bombay pe machikal no kai say ah akwabi or ring you and ref is ring who found home. No one far upon you. Thirty minutes. We are a shindoromo kabaya. Now test us a prayer. Aye. Last, we are both preaching. Honorary, half an hour. That's why I'm a Jesus. Yeah, I'm a Jesus. Ah, me, ba, me, ba. And by what they are asking, let me ask you. Have you seen why you are laughing? That is what has been happening to you. That is why you have to go to Gethsemane. You leave everything. I have come to see. Look, I have a, a good study. That's where I go. Most of the time, in the, the day, that's where I am. But I've realized the difference between living even that place to go to Gethsemane, to go away. There's a difference. There is a difference. Pastors, are you here or you are not here? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Train. It requires discipline. You have to put up. In fact, when I was giving you the enemies, I forgot about phone. Phone. Phone there. Anyway, they and I will come on bosom. Why should I call it here? Phone. These days, how many of you have seen our phones have become too busy? Hey! Oshasiana, what's up there? 120. Satan, he's fighting us. Really fighting us. 
Yeah. But Paul said we are not unaware of the devices of the enemy. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Verse 13. And when it was day, he called unto he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Hallelujah. Before Jesus took a very important decision to select out of the multitudes of the disciples who were following him, twelve. Eh? He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. And even that, one was a devil. So a pastor must pray to help you to make the important decisions of ministry. Men yet some type of program because a B.I.B. And say, Bia, hey, revival. And the answer, okay. The answer, okay, Thursday. Bia, because you have a revival. Ministry is not like that. You must be led. God has given to you your particular race. A particular race to reign. Yeah. Yeah. One of Bishop Dart's secrets, I'll tell you. I'll be telling his secrets from time to time, some of them that I know. One of his secrets is that he just focuses on what he believes the Lord has called him to do. Which is so winning. Planting churches, evangelism, missions, building churches, crusades, writing books. Do you understand it? He just focuses like this. Not bending to the left, not bending to the right. Yeah. Ministry is not about what everybody is doing. The Bible says that let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So what race has been set before you? You go and follow some type of ministry, you will destroy your ministry. Because that is not what God has called you to do. But all these things, is if we will not get them right, if we don't have the habit of going to Gethsemane, to wait upon the Lord and to hear His voice and to receive instructions, is it to be passes? Many of us are confused what we must do. Just one word of instruction from the Lord, just one dream, just one vision can change everything in your ministry. Yeah. Joseph rose to prominence through one dream. Interpreted a dream. That's it. It's finished. He was promoted. 
Are you here? You've gone home. Are you here or you've gone home? Who guides you in the important decisions that you take? How do you know what to preach, what not to preach, which programs to have? Hmm? Don't be too busy, Pastor. Don't be too busy to be in the presence of the Lord. A pastor must live in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. You have to live in the presence, studying the word, praying, worshiping, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you. That was the that was the ministry that was prescribed during the tabernacle worship. Yeah. During the tabernacle worship. Now the tabernacle, you see. The, te- the tabernacle was like this, this, this room. This is the tabernacle. And it was surrounded by the walls. Like this. And there was a gate, like the one that we drive into. And this tabernacle was divided into two. The first part was called the holy place. The second part was called the holy of holies. The Holy of Holies had the ark of God. Is that not so? Huh? Yeah? The top of the ark was the message. In the ark were three things. Shoe bread, no, manna. Manna, the law. And then Aaron's rod that budded were there. And then the top was a mercy seat. And there were two big cherubims that were guarding it. Only the high priest was allowed to go there once in a year to make atonement for himself and for the nation of Israel. But every day, the priest went to the Holy of Holies. He would enter the gate like this. And then when we register, was the altar of sacrifice. So he would go there first. And the people would come. They would bring their goats, their sheep, their pigeons, their turtles for peace offerings, burnt offerings, saints offerings. He would be sacrificing all those things there. And the people saw him. It was a public ministry. It was a public ministry. So every pastor, you have two types of ministries. The one that people see. Yeah. The one that people see. That's what they say. Oh, the pastor, he preaches far. Oh, I mean, the pastor is anointed. Oh, the pastor, I mean, so for abortion. How do they say it? Yeah. Abortion. Oish. 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 Yeah. Human beings will give you giving thanks. Now After that, he will enter the holy place. Just before he entered, his hands were bloody. So there was a big bowl, vessel, with water. 
made up of the looking glasses of the women of Israel. So he washes, clean his hands, and enter the holy place. Yeah. The holy place was dark. When he got there, there were three things. The shoe bread. He had to change it. Every day, he had to go and put fresh bread there. The priest. And the bread is the word of God. Which means every day, the priest interacted with the word of God. So every day, a pastor, a pastor, must have interaction with the word of God. Every day. Every day. Hmm? But the place was dark. So he would lit the golden candlesticks so that he could see what he was doing there. He would lit them so that you have illumination which is given when we are in the presence of God by the Holy Spirit. So every day a pastor sits at the feet of the Lord and under the illumination of the Holy Spirit You'll be studying the word of God and receiving revelation, insight, instruction, direction. Every day. Every day. One word from the word of God like this changes you. The Holy Spirit, the unction, that teaches us. And then the priest will offer incense. Which is the prayers of the saints. So watch this. In the ministry that people didn't see, what did the priest do? He had interaction with the word of God. He was illuminated by the Holy Spirit. He offered prayers to God. All out of sight. Nobody saw it. Your ministry to God is not seen by anybody. But it is your ministry to God that is blessed by God. The faith, listen, the things that are done in, in secret in ministry, they are the things that God blesses. What did Jesus say? He said, when you pray, pray in secret. When you give, give in secret. When you fast, fast in secret. And your heavenly Father, who see it, He will reward you. Yeah. And that's why nobody sees it. Nobody will give you thanks. It's very painful to pray. And not only painful, it looks foolish. Because what you are Shila Lava Kali Matolo. One hour. What are you doing? That is why you must have faith. Prayer is, is an expression of faith. Prayer is an expression of faith. When you pray, you are saying that you believe that you can't do the ministry. You need God to help you. You believe it. That is what makes you to pray. That is what makes you to pray. You believe that without God, the help of God, the intervention of God, you cannot do the ministry. Jesus said, is it the, 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 the book that I gave to you? Ten top mistakes. Give it to me. Of a pastor. Ten top mistakes. Now this is one of the mistakes. Chapter 6. Becoming disconnected from God. It's one of the ten top
mistakes of a pastor. And prayerlessness is disconnection from God. John chapter 15 and verse 5. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Watch this. Abiding in Christ. Staying in Christ. When you are praying, you are abiding in Christ. How many of you understand that? Eh? Yeah. And Jesus said, He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Any fruit you ever bear will be as a result of your close connection to God. Staying connected to Jesus is the master key to bearing much fruit. Staying connected. When you wake up in the morning as a pastor and you go before the Lord to study the word, to pray, to wait upon the Lord. When you leave your house to go to Gethsemane, to build the Lord for a day, two days, three days, seven days, you are staying connected to God and you are creating the environment for you to bear much fruit. But many pastors are disconnected. We are, we are connected to the world. We are connected to, to socialization. We are connected to TV. We are connected to entertainment. We are connected to everything and not to Jesus. We are dry. We are not anointed. There is no power. There is no power. Yeah. Let me read the mega church book. When Bishop Dad is talking about the art of follow-up. He says the first step is to pray. Yeah. And he explains. He says, a, power, a pastor must exert spiritual energy when he speaks. He must exert spiritual energy. Yeah. Many of us, our preaching is bad. And the preaching is full of air. There's no power in it. It doesn't change anybody. One of the reasons why your church does not grow is because your preaching has no effect. There are three reasons why people to come to church. Three reasons why people come to church. Number one. Number one. Your preaching. Your preaching. Your preaching. People come to church because of the preaching, the word of God that you preach, your sermons, the power in the sermons. Yeah. Dr. Cho, he disguised himself one Sunday morning. It was very cold. A lot of people were outside trying to come to church. And he disguised himself and he went among the crowd. And he started interviewing them. He was asking, why are you people standing here? It is too cold. Why don't you go home? Why? You see, his church is so big that the members don't know him. 
No, they see him from afar. He disguised himself. So the people, whenever he asks a question, they will, they will ask, Ah, is it the first time you are, you are here? Why are you a stranger? Why do you ask such a question? They say, Wait until you hear our pastor preaching. You will understand why we are standing here and we want to go inside. preaching. Yeah. That is why a pastor must learn how to preach. Preaching is an art. Amen. You must learn how to preach. Amen. Huh? What it means to become a shepherd. Do you have it here? Do you have it? Why is it? This book. In this book, Bishop Brad gives about 39 points on how to preach well. By it. What it means to become a shepherd. Study it for yourself. Study it and teach your church workers. Preaching is an act. Every pastor must learn how to preach well. How do you learn to preach well? Choose somebody who preaches well and copy the person. Yeah. That's how you learn to preach. He watched Fred Price preaching and loved it. You see, you must love it. You must love it. Yeah. And one day, when he was preaching at the Cologono Cathedral, he was walking among the congregation like that. And the Holy Spirit told him, Have you seen that it has happened to you? Just as you used to see the man preaching, you are doing the same thing. So choose somebody whose preaching you like. Yeah? And follow the person. And learn how to preach well. But uh, yeah, no hoo too much. Ah! Are they? Not preaching back who preaches. Preach the word, preach the word. To throw nine by heart. Who boss to throw? Who to throw? We say, don't worry. Anointing her. Anointing her by myself. We boss to throw by heart. Preach well. Learn how to preach well. It is the first reason why people will come to your church. The members, they don't understand. They say, when we ask us, preaching in India, preaching.
preaching, preaching yet. That's how they see it. Preaching yet. That's how they come back. Number two, the second reason why people come to church is the charisma and the personality of the pastor. How you carry yourself. Do you understand it? Your personality inspires them. Into Boshika crack. Now we have bombed too much. Young pastor would dress nice in 1963 dressing. Eh? What did 32 years? You are a young man. You didn't look into a mirror. Would you watch a bit of test? Watch it. Would I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it. Love it. Let's see on the floor, Kakra. Over country, a country. What can't bluff for? What can't bluff for? Now, bullet in the dust too much. encouraging. First time. Oh, I was glad I saw you. Look, what I can be all my interpretation. But I was glad I saw you. Who can't do so? I know my story. That's of we want to believe it. Or lose confidence. I hear you go home. Your personality, your charisma. And number three, the third reason why people come to church is the friendships, the friends that they find in the church. So make sure that your church is a friendly church. And have a good friendly environment. Teach them how to smile. Teach them how to welcome people. Yeah. I see some go for move you. I send out can but what the biggest cry. Come and cry. Amen. Connection. 
to Jesus. I said, be connected to Jesus. I hear you go home. Huh? Human effort can never substitute the power of being deeply connected to Jesus. The fruit you bear is a result of your connection to God. Without walking in the ways and ways of Jesus, you cannot bear fruit. Without a connection to Jesus and the Father, there will be little fruit. The fruit that a pastor bears is therefore a sign of his connection to the vine. The fruit that a pastor bears is as a result uh, is a sign of the connection to the vine. A study of the vineyards of Palestine shows that some of the vines did not bear much fruit. They were vines alright, but the connection to the roots was not deep and therefore they did not bear fruit. The fruit you bear is a reflection of the connection between you, the Father, and Jesus. By inference, we could say that people who have no fruit are not connected to Him. Without Him, you can do nothing. Everybody knows that. That means that people who are doing nothing are probably without Him. One of the important things for a pastor to do is to develop the art of staying close to God. John 15, 5b For without me, ye can do nothing. When Jesus was saying that without me, you can do nothing, he was saying that without being spiritual, you cannot succeed in this life and you can do nothing. It may seem like some people achieve a lot without him, but it is not so. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Psalm 127 and verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying the reading of the book? Yeah, you see, I gave you a very good book. The ten top mistakes pastors make. This is chapter six. I'm just reading to you. We are near see, pastors hold the book and read and teach from it. Is it powerful? Eh? Yeah. Demons. Preaching kakra neighbor. Amen. Wow. Compare the men of Babel with Abraham. Comparing the men of Babel gives tremendous insight to the concept of achievement. The men of Babel desired a great name, but it was Abraham who got the great name. The men of Babel wanted to get to heaven, but it was Abraham who got to heaven. It seems that a portion of heaven is even named after him. Abraham's bosom. The story of the Tower of Babel is a good example of men coming together to achieve something for themselves. They said, let us build something for ourselves. Let us make a name for ourselves. 
let us pre- prevent ourselves from being scattered. God was not in their thoughts. They depended on the power of unity rather than the power of God. When you go to Gethsemane, what you are saying is that I want to depend on the power of God. When you pray, you are telling God, I want to depend on your power. I want to depend on your strength. I want to depend on your wisdom. I want to depend on your ability. I want to depend on your direction. I want to depend on your instruction. When you pray, when you go to Gethsemane, that is what you are saying to God. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis 11. And they said, go to, let us build as a city and a tower. Let us. Bibia us. Listen, look at the passage. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. There is no pastor here who is building a church. The church is not built by the pastor. The church is built by Jesus Christ. Using you as a vessel. You are a servant. A good servant. That's it. You don't just go and open the computer. I mean, send money here. I mean, begin to transact. No. But that's what we do. We must understand that the Lord has called us. It is, it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. God is at work in you. Lift up your right hand. Say, God is at work in me. So it is why I say that you, you are doing something. It's God that is using you. So when you go to him to get connected, no amount of supplies, advice, instructions, then you go and do it. Many of you, the struggles in your church is because you have taken a lot of decisions on your own. Especially based on what your friends, other friends, pastors are doing. Yeah. 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 But the Lord wants to guide you. He wants to instruct you. He said in Psalm 32 and verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou should go. I will guide you with my eyes. I will instruct thee. And I will teach you. And I will guide you. Every pastor, God wants to instruct you. And when he gives instruction, he wants to teach you how to do it. And then he also wants to guide you. That's why the Holy Spirit is there. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide us. He will guide us. When we go to Gethsemane to wait upon the Lord, when we are praying, what we are saying is that, Lord, I need guidance. Guidance. Let us, let us. That's what they said. The people of Babylon. Let us. Let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. But without God, all their human efforts ended in confusion and fragmentation. Similarly, 
all the efforts we make without God will end in confusion and scattering. Yeah. Many attempts to be happily married have ended up in confusion and scattering. Divorce is a separation of families. Many attempts to be rich have ended in confusion. Many attempts at higher education and higher achievement have not brought the happiness men expected. The result has often been confusion and despair. Who can do these things for us? Only the Lord can. Jesus said that we could do nothing without him. Just a few verses after the unfortunate story of the men of Babel is the story of Abraham. Abraham lived a life of obedience to God. He did not try to achieve anything for himself. God told him, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. Genesis 12, 2. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and then and thou shalt be a blessing. Watch this. I will make of thee a great nation. So the mega church, it is God that will do it for you. You cannot build a mega church. Yes. God said, I will do it. So yours is to be connected and receive supplies. Connected like that. The other time I was saying at Tamale, a pastor must not be seen too much. A pastor must live a life of consecration. Yes. If you see a pastor who is successful, most of them, they live a life of consecration to God. They spend time in the presence of God. Yes. Recently, I was trying to invite a man of God. And then after the invitation, I was trying to talk to him. The secretary says he doesn't pay his call by heart. You won't get him. He will speak to you at the time that he wants to speak to you. And I know who he is. Yeah. Get connected to Jesus. That is what going to Gethsemane does. Hello? You are everywhere. Part be a person for now, Bompire. Kumasia. Everywhere. No. No. If you want to be a good pastor, you'll be a lonely person. Pastoring is loneliness. Loneliness. Because you must be in the presence of the, of the Lord most of the time. Studying, reading, praying, waiting, listening. Yeah? Church growth and Gethsemane. This one is different from church growth and hard work. 
there is difference from check good and the right attitude. Yeah. You can have the right attitude. You can work hard. But without him, without him, you can do nothing. Amen? Isn't it amazing that all the goals of the men of Babel were given freely to Abraham? Abraham accomplished all the goals of the men of Babel. His achievements were only because he trusted God. Today, Abraham's name is great. Everyone in the world has heard of Abraham, including those in the most remote parts and corners of Ghana. Six thousand years later, Abraham has a great nation in Israel, and the men of Babel have nothing. We all know that Abraham is in heaven because of the story of Lazarus and the rich man. What a mighty God we serve. He is able to accomplish more than we can think or imagine. A life lived in obedience and faith towards God cannot be compared to a life of strenuous human effort for self-establishment. That is why I'm in the ministry. I'm serving the Lord. I'm obeying Him. And I'm living for Him. All I have is what He gives me. All I do is what I do. All I do is what I do with Him. Without Him, I do not even want to live. John 15, 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is weeded. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burnt. Jesus told us that when we do not abide in him, he will cast us off, and we will wither. To wither means to decline, to shrink, and to be lowered in rank. Look out for shrinking, decline, and withering in your ministry. To wither also means to decrease, to be lowered in rank, and to be downgraded. Sometimes, a weakening and decline ministry is a result of disconnection from Jesus. I listen to that. Reading. Yeah. Once the branch is disconnected from the vine, the withering begins. It is your duty to press close to the vine. And that is what you achieve by praying, waiting on God, going to Gethsemane. You are always trying to be close to the vine. And once you are attached to the vine, the supplies, supplies, instructions, anointings, power, revelation, dreams, visions. One of the things that I intentionally do when I go to Gethsemane is after I've been there for a long time, I intentionally sleep. I sleep. Because if I can see one thing like this, and I've seen many things many times, one thing like this, one vision, one dream to change everything. 
After this conference, go and look for your Gethsemane. Any serious pastor here who wants to build a large church, be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Find a place where you go and get connected. Eh? Serving the Lord is like using your mobile phone. By the close of the day, the battery is dying. You connect. Let me always go to God. So if I'm not doing that, 
and you are depending on yourself, your friends, your wife, advice, what you see. There's something wrong. God calls pastors who do not seek him senseless pastors. And God said two things will happen to them. You will not prosper. When they say that a pastor will not prosper, what is the prosperity of a pastor? Sheep. Sheep. Which means that you don't have sheep. And the worst of it is what Ketua crowd will crown for Listen, I had a Yakupa say, On to Sebi. On to Sebi. We are stupid. On to Sebi. On to Sebi. On to Sebi. He called you. If you are not going to wait on him, God says, You are stupid. It's because our leaders are stupid. They never ask God for cancer. And so nothing went right. And the people are all over. Nothing is working in your church. Nothing will work in your church if you don't have the ceremony that you go to. No, Mr. Dan, I'm doing it last. So that. And I also feel for four crowns to me. Hi, Yakupon. Somewhere the way pa would be difficult when your church has 24 people. Now, so cry. And I would do feel that I'll be a little bit for you. I send you a Yakupon catcher, my pa, I'll send you a sister. Church growth and Gethsemane. May the Lord give you the bedding for prayer. Hallelujah. Give me the book Anakazu. Anakazu. No, tell them. Sorry. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Now, in this book, Bishop Dad teaches on keys to the harvest. Keys to the harvest. The first key, the key of massive organization. The second key is the key of anarchism. Now, yeah, do you know why many people do not? Let me even take it from here. There are more than enough souls waiting to be saved. There are not enough buildings to contain the harvest if it were reaped. Unlock the harvest with the key of massive organization. What do I mean by massive organization? Pastors must mobilize their church members to have massive organized prayer. 
So not only must the pastor pray, the pastor must involve the members in prayer. That's the point I'm trying to make. Massive organized prayer. Hmm? Massive organized fasting and massive organized outreaches. How utterly boring it must be if a Christian's life is just listening to a 30 minute sermon every week. For goodness sake, there must be more to Christianity than being a pure woman. Christians will find satisfaction when they fast and pray for souls. Do you know why many people do not attend prayer meetings? It is because the pastor himself does not get involved. Fasting and prayer is the key that removes scales from sinners' eyes. When you pray before witnessing, you have better resource. People will be saved. Just like Jesus, you'll be anointed when you pray. If you are not prayerful, people will just tell you, I see your point, but I don't agree with you. All your preaching will be like water dripping off a dark's back. I'm speaking to pastors now. Mobilize the entire church to pray. Mobilize the entire church to fast. Pray for church growth. Pray for salvation. Pray for people to become born again. You have tremendous results. So, you are not the only person that you should pray. The church must also pray. Yeah. My church has been designed for prayer every day in the month. Different types of prayer. My lay pastors must pray two hours every day. My full-time pastors must pray minimum five hours. On Tuesdays, they all come together to pray seven hours for time pastors. The first three days of every month, the whole church, we pray. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five days. First five days. The end of an all night. Every day, I've divided the, the church into small groups. Every day, there's a group that is on duty. We call it prayer duty. So every day, so if there are 30 days, 30 days there's prayer in the church. If it's 31 days, 31 days. Then my pastors have prayer rotation. Eh? Prayer rotation. After you have finished praying, today you are on duty to pray for all of us. Prayer every day. On Saturdays, we pray towards the Sunday service. We prepare what we call a prayer bomb. To bomb the camp of Satan, the demons who don't want the church members to come to church, demons who are scattering the church members, demons who don't want the new converts to come. We pray for the power of God, the mountain of God. Growth, understanding of the word. So we prepare this bomb. How do we prepare it? Every shepherd, every shepherd must pray at least one hour. 
I, have, I don't have less than 600 of them. So every shepherd. Every pastor must pray towards Sunday minimum three hours. Towards the Sunday service. The four time pastors, we have to pray more. From about 8 to 2, 3 a.m. My four time pastors and myself, everybody in your room, we are praying. Saturday night. I tell them, let us go to church tired, but anointed. Yeah. Saturday is not for watching films, for crying, Lord. Can you gather the people? You should come and hear my prayers on Saturdays. I say, Lord, I beg you. I cannot bring one person to the church tomorrow. Cannot. We send buses to go and gather our people to church. We are now using about 80 buses every Sunday. Different sizes. And I tell the Lord, the people will not come to church because we send a bus. Because Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Father draws him. So I tell the Lord, you have to wake them up and please let them go and sit in the bus. I'll be pleading of God. Pleading. You should not be snoring on Saturdays. Satan and the demons go around your members. Maybe a juma go echina nofa kofum. Oni we papa kujo aye no unko we kobebo. He gives them assignment as you pray. You are counteracting what Satan is saying. Bind principalities. Do you understand it? That are scattering the sheep. Bind principalities that want to bring any rain. Rain. The soul started by 5 a.m. to bear 7 8. I saw an answer. I don't know about Kumasi. Eh? One of my prayers is the Lord. Let the rains come after the service. Or if you want it to come, let it go to where the cocoa farmers and other people are. Please. I ban a prayer. I mean, I don't know about you, but my church, all it rains. It's a problem. It's a problem. Do you know that when you pray that the Lord shouldn't give you the rain, He will do it. Yeah. We did it two years running. Two years running. There was no rain. Or little rain on Sundays. Yeah. It couldn't last year. It was part of our prayer. So sometimes, just before we pray the service, then the rain will come. 
Ya. Hey. Church growth and get so many. May the Lord help you. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. I want you to pray. You are going to say, Lord, draw me to your presence. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. I lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire. You are my desire. No one else could do. No one else will do. Oh, God's not enough to take your place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. To feel the warmth of your
Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you. 
Lift up your hand. Give to us the spirit of prayer. The spirit of supplication. Holy Spirit, draw us to the Master. Grant us hunger for the presence of God. Grant us hunger to hear your voice. In the name of Jesus. Help us to draw close to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us to draw close to you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. For the anointing for the mega church. Lift up your hands now. And now, Lord, anoint us. Yes. For the mega church. Yes, Lord. Put your spirit upon us. Fill our churches, Lord. Yes. With hundreds and thousands. Oh 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 yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the empty chairs be filled. In Jesus' name. Let the empty spaces be filled. In Jesus' name. Let our hearts be filled and be filled again. In Jesus' name. And be filled again. Amen. And be filled again. Amen. And be filled again. Amen. Lord, transform us into mega church pastors. Amen. Put the anointing for church growth upon us, Lord. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. We give you praise. Yes. We thank you, Lord. Yes. Give us hunger. Yes. For your presence. Oh, yes. Draw away us away from worldliness. Mm. Useless socializing. Yes. TV law. Mm. Excessive phone use law. The evils of this world. Yes. As your pastors. Oh. Let us desire your presence. Yes, Lord. Let us live in your presence. Let us abide in you, Lord Jesus. Draw us, O oh God. Cement us in you. Let our desire be to be of Jesus. To be in you. To abide in you. To know you. To seek you. To hear your voice. We thank you, Lord. And our Lord, I pray, refresh every pastor here. Heal your pastors from the spirit of backsliding. Backsliding from your way. Grant great desire for your way to your pastors. Great desire for prayer. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I drive out the evil spirit of backsliding and worldliness. Heal us of weakness and weariness. Yes, Lord. Tiredness and exhaustion. Amen. Lord, heal us from the spirit of frustration. Oh, yes. The spirit of depression. Oh, yes. Those who have given up, Lord, restore them in the name of, in Jesus. The name of Jesus. Restore them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bring freshness. Freshness. Revival. Revive. Let the fire burn in our bones. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn in our bones. Yes, Lord. Let the fire burn in our bones. Amen. Lord, may we not give up. Keep us going, Lord. Yes. Keep us going, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let the joy of the Lord give us strength. In Jesus Fill name. our hearts with joy. In Jesus Fill name. our churches with excitement. In Jesus Remove name. the dryness from our churches. Oh, yes. Let there be times of refreshing. Oh, yes. Times of refreshing. Yes. Times of salvation. Yes. Let there be more salvation. Yes. Let there be more salvation. Yes. Let there be more salvation. In the name of Let Jesus. there be more crusades. In the name of Jesus. So winning activities, yes. Lord. Outreaches, yes. Prayer, yes. Fasting, yes. Waiting upon you, Lord, yes. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 
Thank you, Lord. A year by this time, I pray. Let every church represented here grow at least two times. Yes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a wonderful, wonderful cup of praise. Amen. Church good and Kesemen. How many of you are going to look for your Kesemen? So now when you go home, these are assignments that you must do. Think about it. Where can I go? Where can I go? Let me give you an advice. It's not a, a formula, it's just advice. Try and pray minimum three hours every day. But most people here expect you to pray like seven hours. Wake up at 3 a.m., 2 a.m., and pray every day. When you are praying, listen to messages, watch videos. It helps you not to notice the time. Don't pray in a quiet environment. You can't pray. Let it be some worship songs. Let it be some messages. Do you understand? Let it be a book that you are reading. Yeah. And praying at the same time. Every day. For those of you who are in full-time ministry, Take a day in the week that you don't go anywhere. Lock yourself in your room or go to your Gethsemane and spend the whole day in the presence of the Lord. Put off your phone one day a week. Study the scriptures. Read books. Watch videos. Listen to messages. Pray. If you are tired, sleep. Sometimes I can pray continuously 16 hours. Then pray. 14 hours, 15 hours, 17 hours, 18 hours. The beginning of every month or before the month ends, go to Gethsemane. Three days. Four time pastors, three days, five days. Lay pastors, one day. Take one day, two days. Be there. And pray for the coming months. Lord, what should I do? What should I preach? Guide me. Anoint me. Yeah. Add fasting. If you can. Your whole ministry will change. It will change. 
do spiritual warfare. Fight against demonic powers, witches, wizards, principalities that are fighting against your ministry. Fight them. Fight wicked and unreasonable men. Issues in the church. People don't pay their tithe. People don't give offerings. Take it into prayer. Be there. Say, Lord, touch their heart. Solve all the problems there. You have victory in the ministry. May the Lord help all of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Maybe see them. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gang, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 278 888-884 or 543 The numbers again 0278-888-884 or 543 God bless you.